Well, hello, hello. Welcome in the first ever episode of the Prep Extra Podcast presented by the Lincoln Journal Star. I am one of your hosts, Jeff Ekstrom. Along with me is football beat writer and just writer of preps for the Journal Star, Luke Mullen. Luke, welcome in. How you doing? Doing great. This is a, a fun next step. We've been trying a lot of stuff. We've been up in the video game, doing a lot of different multimedia stuff on, on our website. So it's real fun to have a little podcast component too. Obviously, this is part of the Lincoln Journal Star's prep coverage as all you dedicated readers can now soak in some of the coverage with your ears this time, talking about high school sports, whether that be football, and then later on, I guess, basketball, soccer, volleyball, whatever it is, we have you covered here on the Prep Extra podcast. And Luke, I guess we should probably go through the motivations behind this podcast. I mean, obviously, we do a lot of coverage and writing, but we also wanted to add another aspect in our multimedia portfolio with this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, something fun. You know, maybe you can listen to this in the car or while you're working, doing something casual. Um, just kind of some discussion between me and you a little bit, you know, give some some breakdowns. I'm I'm pretty fortunate to be able to go to so many games, you know, get to talk to coaches, get to know the players, and just hopefully sharing some of those little nuggets kind of helps the people following along at home too. You know, you see the scores and Hopefully you can come back for a little mm-hmm. bit, a little bit of extra breakdown when we publish this and, and have fun with it too. Give you pre- previews, recaps of the last week's games, and of course, hot takes. We'll finish out the show with our hot predictions of what will happen this week in Nebraska high school sports. And I guess, Luke, we should start with what I just mentioned, recap. We had yep. a busy, busy week just last week in the prep world. I mean, Bell West Creighton Prep is obviously the headliner. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was, for me, that was a huge measuring stick to see, you know, is is Bell West just going to roll through the entirety of Class A? And maybe at halftime it looked that way a little bit more. I, I checked the halftime score and I was like, okay, you know, they're going to keep scoring in the second half. Well, that didn't really happen. You know, Prep put up a solid fight. They came roaring back in the fourth quarter a little bit. And to me, that kind of showed that a solid, strong defense is going to be able to limit Bell West a little bit. You know, you have those playmakers. They're obviously going to be able to pop some touchdowns eventually. Um, But it shows if you're able to score a good amount of points, you know, slow them down, keep them below 35, there might be a shot for a lot of the other teams in Class A. By the way, Bell West led 21-6 to at halftime, eventually led 28-6 to in the third quarter before Creighton Prep scored 16 unanswered points in the fourth to make it 28-22. And that's interesting because Bell West coming into this year was like they didn't look touchable at all. Yeah. Especially after that week one performance that just throttled Omaha Burke. Exactly. And, you know, I, I think it's kind of interesting the way that they use their quarterbacks too. You know, obviously there's not a losing scenario. Both of those guys are getting D1 looks. They're mm-hmm. both so good. And honestly, I I have to think it might be kind of a too many riches kind of scenario. Yep. Like you've got four or five guys that can catch the ball. You've got Richardson, who's a stud running back. Like, at some point, you know, there's only so many touches, so many plays you can run. Um, so I think they're definitely going to have some of those weeks where they're just clicking. You know, every play they run is just going to work versus you get you get a prep team that can slow them down, you know, maybe take away some of that running strength. That's going to limit the playbook a little bit. You know, a couple drop passes, a couple mistakes there. That's kind of the, the formula that teams would need to follow, yeah. Well, L.J. Richardson is a stud by all means. 25 carries, 197 yards against prep. I mean, he's 
He's going to be the heart and soul of that offense. I mean, obviously the quarterbacks are obviously outstanding as yeah. well, but if Richardson goes, the offense is going to go too. Yeah, I mean, if if you want some fun, go look up some highlight videos on YouTube. <laughs> it's, you know, I haven't been able to watch them in person, but he breaks ankles on, on a pretty regular occasion. He's a, a speedster, jukester, whatever you want to call him. He's just a, a playmaker, yeah. Well, talk about other big wins. Lincoln Southwest overcame Omaha North 20-17. to Silverhawks get their first win of the year after a brutal, tough schedule to open up the year. Lincoln Southeast also in our area covered there at Grand Island. I want to talk about that a little bit, Luke. 17-7, to Southeast won, gave up a touchdown to Grand Island in the first quarter. Defense shut them out the rest of the way. Yeah, and I mean, that that has to be by far the, the best defensive performance the Knights have put in. And head coach Ryan Gatula, he... He's been telling me, you know, they need to put four quarters together. That's, you know, that's going to be a hallmark of any any winning football team, any top five team like they are. And that was kind of a struggle, especially first game against Omaha North. Southwest, they did a little bit more of that, definitely not on defense in the first half. So they had to make that adjustment second half against Southwest. But you come out against Grand Island, they had really put up a, a couple nice two games to start off the year. And just hold them to seven points. I mean, any any Class A team that's going to be an achievement versus, you know, Grand Island, who's probably a, a playoff team as well. That's that's a real solid effort. Um, but at, at the same time, you have to think, well, you know, one of those touchdowns was on defense too. Out of their mm-hmm. seventeen points, like, is ten points really going to be enough? And the answer is no. Um, so obviously, you know, you're going to have games where your defense leads. You're going to have games where your offense leads. Uh, but overall, you know, you have to take away the positive that the defense was solid, solid group for four quarters. You know, offense, there's still a little bit to go. I know Max Butenbach got hurt, which is going to slow them down. He's their guy. So What, he has nearly 500 yards yeah. rushing already? Yeah, Oof. he's like 150 yards in each game pretty much. So, yeah, he's he's a stud. He, he probably carries it about 25, 30 times a game. So yeah. that's the key for them. Workhorse. And, I mean, that's a, that's a quality win, too, because going on the road at Grand Island, Grand Island is kind of similar with Kearney in terms of yeah. not a lot of teams like traveling out there. Um, and Grand Island is always a tough place to play, so that's an impressive win. But, as you mentioned, obviously they're going to have to pick it up, especially with their matchup this week against Prep. We'll talk about that a little later. But they're going to pick up the offense. Lincoln Pius the 10th beat Lincoln High 28-21. Was that only overtime or is that double, double overtime? overtime? All right, yep. Luke, you were there. I want you to talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, I mean, I was I was really excited because, you know, I've I've been to a couple Lincoln High games over the last two years and pretty sparsely attended, yeah. you know, not a lot of excitement. It's just one of those, you know, they won one game each of the last two years. So, you know, the excitement was crazy. They get off to a 2-0 start. The place was packed. You know, the players were bumping on the field to the pregame music. Like, just kind of had a feeling that this could be a huge win for Lincoln mm-hmm. High, go to 3-0 and in front of their home crowd. But Pius had other plans. They definitely did. It's That's a team whose defense is going to match up against any Class A opponent they face. Just really solid in the run game. They have a good group of linebackers and, and secondary players who can cover one-on-one as well. Um, so that allows them to keep the scoring low. Just 14 points they've allowed um, pretty consistently. 14 points they've scored, too, is kind of the, the mm-hmm. issue there. They've had so many close calls over those first two games. Um, so for Lincoln High, it was it was a little bit of a disappointment. Didn't get the run game going. Had to kind of rely on long passes, QB scrambles. Um, but for Pius, really big first win of the year. Uh, strong, strong in the run game, strong on defense again, just as the Thunderbolts usually are. Well, I mean, Lincoln High is a very interesting case in Class A football, considering the highs and lows they've gone through, what, the past yeah. eight years? Mm-hmm. They were 
abysmal. They get Cedric Case and a bunch of receivers, and all of a sudden they're one of the top teams in Class A. Have that, what, three-year stretch? Yep. Then the, again, another couple years just not great at all, and now this year they have a little momentum. It's good It's good to see, especially I love underdog teams, and when yeah. teams like Lincoln High are winning, that's when uh, high school football is good. Yeah, and I think what I really appreciate too, you know, I love the facility we have at Seacrest. Like, it it makes for some awesome games. Like, it mm-hmm. lets the fans fill in. But you know, Lincoln High they play on their campus. Like, yeah. it it has a very kind of natural high school feel to it. So, you know, when when they're when they're doing well, when they got the place bumping, it's a it's a fun place to be at. So, well, Lincoln Northeast also sometimes shares that field uh, yep. in Beechner, and they defeated Omaha Northwest forty eight to seven. I believe that was forty one nothing at halftime. Yeah, that was a blowout right from the start. So good for Dan Martin and the Rockets to get another win. Is that their second win of the year or their first? Second, yeah. They they had a big win over North Star two mm. weeks ago. And kind of the, the key, a little bit of a revelation at quarterback has been Dylan Gray. He's kind of one of those running backs who they're like, well, you know, should we try him at quarterback? Yeah. Well, the decision got made for them, their quarterback, Lane Leach-Santa. He got injured in week one. So they, they go with Gray for week two. He kind of runs all over North Star, does it again in week three. And he has he has a pretty good arm from what I've seen. You know, he's not like one of those running backs who you're not going to throw outside the numbers. Like, yeah. he can make those passes to the boundary, too. And once you start getting a little bit of momentum going, you know, they got they got a couple tougher games coming up. You know, they don't get to play in Omaha Northwest every week. <laughs> yeah. So there's going to be a little bit up and down for Northeast, too. But winless last year, you know, picking up two wins in the first three weeks, that, that says a lot about this group and kind of their determination to keep working at it. Then lastly, round out the city scene. Lincoln East defeated Norfolk 56-7 to on the road. That was just blowout for the start. Really easy business for Lincoln East. Um, but just some other scores in other leagues in Class B. Number 3, Elkhorn defeated Waverly 14-13. And number 2, Bennington defeated Norris 35-20. to Those are also some good games. That's a, those are a couple big games in Class B. Yeah, there's always, uh, thankfully due to the size of Class B, we get a couple ranked clashes every week and... Those were two good ones. Definitely solid effort from Waverly without their quarterback, Cole Murray. So got to give him credit for sticking with Elkhorn. And my takeaway from that, too, is that, you know, Elkhorn, they're going to be a serious title contender again. You know, not that there was a lot of question. They had a lot of talent coming back as well. But just being able to get off to that 3-0 and start, get past a couple quality opponents, you know, that's going to give them a lot of confidence going down the road that they can beat those teams and Bennington keeping going. Norris, they put up a solid fight in a couple tough games as well. They're they're a really good team also. Well, Luke, you released a new top 10 rankings of each class today. Let's go through those a little bit. Not much going on in Class A. Number 9, Carney defeated North Platte 42-14, and they moved up to number 9, but otherwise not a whole lot of movement in Class yep. A. Yep, pretty much the same top 7. You got Gretna coming in there at 3-0. and They've been really solid. Haven't had the same level of opponents as kind of those top four undefeated teams have, so that's why they're a little bit lower. And, yeah, I was super impressed with Kearney. You know, North Platte was really rolling over the first two weeks. I knew it was going to be a tight affair, or at least mm-hmm. I thought it would be. But Kearney just comes out and, you know, at, at home, you know, shows that they're the better team there. And that's, you know, I I knew that they were a state playoff team, but now it's like, okay, yeah. they're they're top ten again. They're solid. 28 first quarter points for the Bearcats and just rolling the victory at home. Class B, Elkhorn, Plattsmouth, Seward all move up, and then you got Waverly and Norris and Aurora as well. 
Yep, a couple of those one and two teams. Um, definitely in Class B, it's like two losses early in the year, not not the end of the world. Your seeding for the state tournament only really matters so much. You know, you get to see a lot of the field during the regular season as well. Uh, so no need to panic for those teams, especially for Aurora now that they picked up that that big first win after the 0-2 start. And yeah, Seward up to 3-0, and big win over Crete. And they've been looking real solid. They're going to have a, a couple tough tests coming up too. Um, they'll reveal a little bit. But, yeah, a couple of those 3-0 and teams, Beatrice in the mix as well. Yep. They Keep three moving up. Yep. C1, Columbus, SCOTUS, and Wayne impressed in their ween- wins this last week as well. Definitely, yeah. I mean, the Wayne win was a little bit unexpected for me. Um, you know, not not that I didn't think that they were going to put up a solid performance. Um, but Lakeview just, just played Pierce within a point you know, really went down to the wire. That's defending state champion hasn't lost in two seasons. I don't know if that just took a little bit too much out of them. They couldn't, you know, match the same level of energy the next week. Um, But Wayne came in there, picked up a big win, and, you know, they got to follow it up with another date with Ashland Greenwood, another top five team. So not an envious position for Wayne to be in. And then SCOTUS as well, big win over uh, big C2 team Aquinas. And SCOTUS, they beat Wahoo to open the year as well. Those are two huge wins over really solid teams that have good defenses, good run games. Um, So you have to think that bodes well for SCOTUS, you know, moving forward as a a playoff contender. Then in C2, you got Archbishop Bergen, who defeated Lutheran? or Remind me, yeah, and Lutheran drops out of the top ten. They were the game of the week last week, and it wasn't close. Yeah, I mean— I came in there, I'm thinking, okay, Lutheran's got a good defense. They got a pretty good quarterback, you know, a good line. You know, Bergen, they're they're clearly the number one team in C2 going in. I'm going, well, you know, Lutheran can probably make this a game for three quarters. You know, maybe Bergen will score a couple quick touchdowns and run away with it. Well, I mean, Bergen did run away with it just to start the third quarter. They were just on a different level the whole game in terms of physicality, kind of the consistency of their play. And, you know, when I when I look at them, get the chance to see them in person, it's like, I don't know what C2 team is going to be able to match up. Last year was Ord just in the title game, and they had kind of a generational QB and running back duo come through the school. They got a solid team again this year. All those other C2 contenders, you know, they're going to have confidence in themselves. But I don't think anyone in C2 is at the level of Koa McIntyre, so... When you get the best player in your class, that's going to go a long way. It's hard hard to get beat when you have the best athlete (laughs) uh, and player on the field. But when you look at that schedule, you got to look ahead to October 15th when they host Oakland Craig. Yeah. I mean, that's number one against number two. Yep. Big game, big game. I That's late in the year, yeah. too, so that's going to be like a real preview of what the state tournament is going to look like in yeah. the playoffs. And that, that went Bergen's way last year as well. So, you know, Oakland Craig, they're going to be fired up, want to prove that they're, they're the number one team. They're the team to beat. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Then just in the lower classes in Class D, you have House Dodge, who battled across county in eight-man. And then Fall City Sacred out, blowing out the defending D2 champions in BDS. Yeah, I mean, those were both a couple of really interesting results to follow. Um, I knew going in there wasn't going to be much separating Cross County and Howells Dodge, and the game definitely proved it. Um, Close, tight affair. Both of those teams have great rushing attacks, and I expect them to be quarterfinal, semifinal. They might see each other (laughs) down the road again, Um, so that'll be a good experience for them. And BDS hadn't lost uh, a home game in about six years. Regular season game, sorry, I mean, and they lose them in back-to-back weeks, and I I don't think they're gonna 
be too upset with that, to be honest. Uh, they kind of knew this roster was going to be younger guys, yep. guys that had a lot of seniors. As, yeah, guys that hadn't had the playoff experience, you know, tested against some of these big eight-man teams. So I, I expect BDS also to to bounce back a little bit. They're going to learn from getting walloped because it hasn't happened in a while, and I don't think they'll be eager to repeat it. Yeah, and they got veteran coaches on that staff, yeah. too, of one state titles. So I think they'll be all right. But we have plenty up ahead. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, week four preview, and then Luke and I's hot takes of the week and some hot predictions coming up on the Prep Extra Podcast. Don't go away. Welcome back. The inaugural episode of the Prep Extra podcast. Luke Mullen alongside with Jeff Ekstrom. Luke, we got some good matchups this week. It is a battle of number one versus number two in the top two classes, the biggest classes in Nebraska, Class A and Class B. You got number one, Bellevue West, taking on number two, Millard South. Absolutely. And I think everybody kind of scheduled this matchup at the beginning of the year saying... If they're both undefeated, that'll be number one against number two. And sure enough, they yep. they took care of business, each opponent they faced. Um, what's, what's really interesting in this matchup, too, is I think these are two teams whose offense kind of shines the most. Millard South, Bell West, both got strong defenses, too. But you look at kind of the talent on those offenses. We mentioned a lot of the Bell West playmakers on Millard South. Uh, Gage Stanger committed to K-State going to be a defensive player linebacker in college but at quarterback he he might be one of the best in class a too which is pretty incredible his first year as starter um so going to be a lot of points flying in that matchup for sure yeah and i mean they defeated elkhorn south who's rated number five five yeah 33 to seven so this is immovable object against unstoppable force a little bit yeah uh, with this matchup and it's certainly gonna give a preview of what state playoffs are gonna be here in a couple of months and I mean, this starts a kind of an interesting stretch for Millard South. Aside from that Elkhorn South game, they really didn't play anyone too tough. They had Millard South and Millard, or Millard North and Millard West, but now they got a stretch of Bellevue West, Omaha North, then Lincoln Pius the tenth, which isn't like awfully daunting, but it's a stretch of football that's going to test you. Definitely, yeah. And I think if if they can come out of that that stretch, you know, obviously the the Bell West game, they're going to give it their best shot. They'll know that there's a chance that they lose. Um, but ultimately, you know, they get out of that with a couple wins. They're going to go in, in very well shape into October. Oh. Yeah. Then you go down to Class B. You have number one, Omaha Scott, take it on number two, Bennington. And, I mean, Omaha Scott has also gone on some classics, escaped a double overtime win against Waverly. They beat Roncalli and beat Gro- Omaha Gross last week, but then taking on Bennington. That's that's going to be a good one, too. Absolutely. And, I mean, that, that Waverly test might have been the hardest game either of the two have faced, but Bennington, Northwest, Aurora, and Norris in the first three weeks, now coming up with Scott. I mean, <laughs> geez, those are like four teams that are pretty consistently top ten playoff teams. And especially this is going to be interesting. You got Omaha Scott quarterback Caden Becker, really one of the best in Class B. Bennington running back Dylan Mostek, who's – proved himself to be one of the best in the whole mm-hmm. state so far. 
Um, so going to be interesting to see which offensive star kind of shines a little bit brighter in that game. And this, if Bennington beats Scott, it gives them a great chance at finishing undefeated because then the next big test they have would be at Elkhorn on October 6th, it looks like. Um, so, I mean, win this game, you have a great chance of being undefeated and being that number one seed come Class B playoffs. Yeah, and I'll also note that Bennington's starting quarterback, uh, Seth Wempen, he's been injured too. So that's another team who's doing all this with a backup quarterback. So you got your running back kind of leading the way with, with the backup quarterback solid as well. Should be interesting both those matchups this Friday. But then also around the city, you have the one that, Luke, you will be attending. Number four, Lincoln Southeast is at number seven prep. I would say two pretty similar teams in terms Indeed. of the offense is not the greatest. It's going to be the, it's the defenses that lead both teams. For sure. I think it's going to be a little bit of a, a time of possession battle. Yep. Whoever can let their running backs kind of chew up the clock, hold on to the ball a little more. Being up at halftime, I think it would be a big advantage, too. We saw prep come back. Lincoln Southeast has made some comebacks, too. Uh, but when you get those teams that kind of have similar styles, starting fast goes a long way. Yeah. And, yeah, this will be the, the Lincoln Journal Star game of the week as well. We'll be I'll be chatting with both of those coaches over the coming days to kind of get their takes on it. You can check out that, all that content online as well. We'll have a, a separate story, kind of a little bit of a breakdown. I'll offer my prediction as well. So stay tuned for that with our Game of the Week coverage. And, yeah, it should be a great test for, for Southeast. Like I mentioned, Preps defense, definitely one of the best in Class A. Going to test their quarterback, Will and Reddick, a little bit. I just I think he has the talent. He always shows it in flashes. Again, it's kind of that whole four-quarter effort thing. I think if they're, if they're going to win, they're going to need him to make a couple of touchdown passes ultimately by the end. Well, that certainly is going to be one to watch on Friday. But then you have number 5 Elkhorn South in at Seacrest against Lincoln Southwest. And that's going to be interesting. Southwest isn't rated, but they've had a brutal schedule and finally claimed victory over Omaha North last week, who was rated at one time. Yep. Omaha North started in the top 10. They've had a, a really tough schedule as well to start off 0-3. And, and, yeah, that, that defense has been carrying Southwest. Love their quarterback, too, Colin Fritton. Getting the running game going has kind of been the challenge. I think that's why they haven't been able to put up as many points as they'd like, why the defense has kind of led the effort. But you look at the Southwest team and, you know, you go, okay, you know, they have a, a dual-threat quarterback. They got a defense that keeps the scoring pretty low. I mean, that's going to give them a shot in any game. you got a lot of top 10 teams wouldn't be eager to, to play an opponent like that. And Elkhorn South, too, you know, going on the road to Lincoln, it's not going to be their biggest game of the year. Mm -hmm. Like, kind of little, you know, it's hard to say whether you're always going to be able to get up for a game like that. Yeah. Whoever's going to, you know, throw the first punch, make the first statement. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Definitely Elkhorn South will, will be the favorite there, but Southwest might be able to pull off a big win at home. Elkhorn South will come back to Lincoln at the end of the year to finish out the regular season October 22nd when they're at Lincoln Southeast. And that's right after a trip to Kearney yep. the week before. And then the week before that is home against <laughs> Gretna. Yep. So quite a stretch that is in the year. Definitely. Yeah, that'll test them. Other city games, number six Gretna, speaking of, is at Lincoln Pius the 10th. And then you have Miller North at number 10 Lincoln East. And when you go down further in other classes, a big one in C1, number six Wayne is at number two Ashland Greenwood. Absolutely. A couple, couple of big contests. You've got Gretna, who's off to that 3-0 and start. I think they'll be tested against Pius. They're 
the Dragons quarterback, Zane Flores, again, one of the best in Class A. His arm talent, just incredible. Um, but Pius, they held Noah Walters to a pretty respectable game in terms of yardage, a little bit in terms of points, too. Um, so they're going to be a tough tough test there as well. And you got that big one in C1 that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I think Ashlyn Greenwood is going to be rocking for that yeah, game. Yeah, that like, one's going to be pretty hype. <laughs> <laughs> they they were away last week, too. So, you know, the, the first home game in two weeks, people are going to be yeah. turning out for that. And they have a really talented group. I, I got the chance to, to chat a little bit and do a story. You can go check that out online if you'd like, Prep Extra. And, yeah, they, they, they kind of have the group this year with a little bit of belief. They've got a younger group, but – Hey, you know, if you got the pieces to kind of make a run, they they think that they got it this year. Then you also Lincoln Christian is on the road against number eight Columbus Lakeview, and that's all the big previews we have for this week. It's gonna be an entertaining week yep. four, a big week four. So make sure you stay tuned. Uh, hashtag NEB Preps and wherever game you think you're gonna go to. But now, Luke, it's time to finish out the show, our first ever. It's time for a hot take of the week. I'll start out. My hot take, Lincoln Southwest upsets Elkhorn South at home, front of their home crowd, and they force two turnovers. I like it. Jake Leader, he caught two interceptions in week one alone, so mm. that could be a could be a one-man show there with, with those turnovers. And, yeah, like I said, you know, if, if Southwest can kind of control that, get up for the home game – you know, you get those those fans behind you. You get some momentum heading into halftime. I I could see it happening. Not not out of the realm of possibility. They've turned the ball. They forced twelve turnovers in these last three games, mm-hmm. which is an unreal clip to have in the turnover margin. Coach Sherman there at Southwest seems like they have their players playing well. And I mean, they've had they've gone through their bruises against tough teams already. They lost to Gretna in the opening week, Southeast the next week, then finally beat Omaha North feel good i feel good about that prediction yeah i mean coming off that first win it's you have to think that okay in practice they're going to be a little bit more motivated this week you know they know it's going to be a big chance that's a top five opponent kind of a statement win to say hey okay we lost the first two weeks you know so what they they won the last i think four or five to end the year last year so there's nothing stopping southwest from going on a similar run again this year now over to you what do you got yeah well my uh Bold prediction, I'm going to hope that I don't get this one wrong, but I'm going to say one of the number two teams will knock off a number one. I'm I'm definitely going to weasel out of it. I'm not going <laughs> to mention, mention uh, one specifically. Yeah, I'm not going to say Class A or Class B. Um, definitely, I think the gap is a little bit less in Class B. Bennington and Scott seem to be at very similar levels to me. Like, you know, that might be a three-point game yeah. either way. Could be another one of those overtime classics. Um, class A, I could... I could see Bellevue West maybe being able to pull away by, you know, 14 points or something by the end, but definitely that game will be just as close. Millard South, they got just as much talent on offense and defense to be able to put up a fight. And, you know, you look at both those games, we've said they're possible state title previews, teams that could see each other real deep in the playoffs. Um, So just as good as they are as regular season clashes, they are preparation for those key games down the stretch. And I think home field advantage plays a big key in these oh, certain yeah. matchups when the talent level is almost even. To name those, Millard South is at Bell West and Omaska is at Bennington. Yep. So you have to think, you know, Bell West, <laughs> that's a pretty intimidating place to go into yep. for, for any opponent. Like, 
there will not be even an inch to move around in nope. that stadium. It will be jam-packed. Yeah. And I would think the same for Bennington. Definitely. That's that's going to be marquee game of the year. You know, against Scott, that's a little bit of a rivalry, too. Yep. Those schools are just about 10 minutes away in Omaha. Um, so pretty similar standing for the year, too. So, yeah, you, you have to think home, home field will be, be a big difference, yeah. Going to be a fun week, and we glad you decided to join us with this year on the first ever episode of the Prep Extra Podcast presented by the Lincoln Journal Star. Luke, that was fun. Plenty of high school action. <laughs> a great week to preview in our first episode. Absolutely. I mean, number one against number two, what more can you want? It'll be it'll be fun to see what happens. We're glad you so much that you guys decided to listen to the first episode of the Prep Extra Podcast. Make sure to follow our Twitter at Prep Extra and follow Luke at LMullen7 and myself at X on Sports. From Luke Millen, I'm Jeff Ekstrom. Thank you so much for listening to us. We'll see you next week.